now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the return of Over the Line. That's right, we are back for the first time in a whole daggum week. It's been a whole week since we've been here. And I I mean, I guess I could explain to you guys what what happened. I mean, nothing really happened, honestly. We had a lot of sickness going on. We also had um, a lot of work stuff to catch up with and everything else. So we just we just needed a week to reset, which is what we did. And we didn't really give anybody a heads up, and that's our fault. Everything just kind of sprung on us at once. But nonetheless, we're back. We didn't disappear on you guys. Sometimes, and, and I think that's going to be the routine. And it may be a once every couple months thing or whatever, but there's going to be times where we just got to have a reset. And I don't want to make a habit of that either. It just It's something that's going to happen, and sometimes it's going to be spontaneous like it was this past week. But we're good to go, man. Thing is, I love this format of going Monday, Wednesday, Friday because it allows the news to build up. And one thing that I was noticing that we were doing when we were doing the Monday through Friday shows is is I was talking about a lot of the same stuff. And man, yeah, I was giving a different spin on it, but uh I I don't want to get on here and talk about the same topics over and over and over, night after night, because who wants to watch that? I mean, if you had a podcast and you were doing that, I probably wouldn't watch it. So I don't expect you to watch mine. So there you go. Um, first off the top, y'all know the drill. Let me give you this. Vapor Forge out on 280. They want to take care of you, uh, and they're still open for business until further notice. They got you covered. So go out there, tell them you heard it on over the line and support these guys as, as they're under the gun from the FDA as, as all vape stores are. And, and, and a lot of vape stores, and I know especially Vapor Forge, they have a desire to help people kick the cigarettes, kick the traditional tobacco, because vaping is 97% healthier than smoking cigarettes or traditional tobacco, whether that's dip or cigars or whatever. 97% healthier, I'm telling you. And I don't care what your excuse is about, oh, the teens are using it. Listen, the FDA doesn't care if the teens are using it. They don't. That's because they're they're about to give Juul a pass, and Juul is the one that all the teens are smoking. Not this stuff. The teens can't even get in this store. But they can get in a gas station where they sell the jewel. Anyway, that, that, that's another topic for another show. Make sure you go see them. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham. 205-874-9010 is the number. Again, make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Over the Line. And a quick reminder as well, patreon.com slash Who. Four easy ways to give monthly. You can do a one-time willy, whatever you want. Go to patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who all that is under the Linktree link. Linktree.com slash Andrew McLean, who you can find my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, all that stuff. It's all right there. It should be in the bio of literally everything we've got. I think it's even in the uh, the uh, description of this video. So if you want to go check that out, you can do so. Very interesting thing happened today, and it's something that affected everyone, and I'm sure you all noticed, and that was Facebook kind of um, disappearing on everybody. Did you notice that? Did you notice your Facebook just disappeared? You couldn't get on Facebook, and I know a lot of you guys were probably sweating it, uh, but for me, now granted, I, I was having a busy day, but I'm going to make this clear, and people will argue this, especially Trish. If it weren't for this podcast, I probably would have no reason to have a Facebook at this point. Now, you rewind a few months, few years, or whatever. Yeah, okay, I get it. And even these days, it's good with keeping in touch with family members, blah, blah, blah. But if Facebook disappeared today, or if they disappear tomorrow, honestly, I, I wouldn't care. I really wouldn't. I think this this company, this platform has done tremendous damage to this country and continues to do so. And with them going down today, a lot of people speculated on 
whether or not it had anything to do with these upcoming hearings about Facebook and the detriment to society that they are. Uh, from the research that I've done, I don't really see that being the case. It seems to be some sort of uh, server deal or directory. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about this stuff to try to explain it to y'all. But I'm saying the reason a lot of platforms went down is because it's all connected to one thing that's outside of the servers that belong to these things. I don't think it's an internal issue, but we'll wait and see. The big thing when it comes to Facebook, though, is this hearing. And this whistleblower who's come out and said, listen, uh, a Facebook knows what it's doing. It knows that it's harming children in the sense of self-esteem, the way they view themselves. They know they're getting people addicted to this stuff. And they know they have the power to change narratives and squash stories in order to sway political elections, to sway the outcomes of these elections. And that's apparently part of what this whistleblower is saying. Now, I have not watched her 60 Minutes interview, and I have no idea if this is the whole shebang here, but I wanted to play part of it, and you and I can just watch it together if I even have the video why's everything got a play button and it don't even oh there it goes let's see of course of course don't look don't look don't look it's an ad okay it looks like it's just a coffee maker i didn't want it to be an ad for like a um, i don't know a, um, a, a soy uh espresso machine okay monica bickert is the facebook vice president of content policy now, from what I understand, and let me go back to the screen. Um, this whistleblower, her name is Frances Hagen. She's a former product manager on Facebook's civic information team. So, as far as this, um, this C, this this squawk box CNBC clip. I don't know if they're just explaining it or what. And yes, I know. Andrew, you should have watched it before you came on the air, before you started doing this podcast. I don't care. I, I really don't. That's why we're doing these live. I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of me when I do them live. So I want to see what exactly the breakdown from this CNBC clip is. We're raised by some of the research that you conducted. And by the way, I give you credit for doing the research. The question, of course, therefore, is what do you do with that research? Uh, clearly, the research suggests that uh, for, for some, some young women, uh, this creates a, a terrible situation for them. And the question from a technological perspective is, what do you do about that? Well, thanks for, thanks for pointing out that we are doing this research because you know, that's something that I hope people will understand. If we were a company who didn't care about safety, if we were about trying to prioritize, prioritize profit over safety. Okay, so this Monica Bickert is the current vice president of content policy and she's up there going to bat for facebook on cnbc trying to uh shift the narrative or take control of the narrative before this hearing and, and before the news from this whistleblower spreads far and wide safety we wouldn't do this kind of research the whole point is understanding how we can do better and make a better experience um on the the instagram uh teen research First, just to put it in context, you know, we are a company that has more than a thousand PhDs working on these issues. We work with hundreds of researchers. This was um, an internal discussion over a survey of something like 40 respondents that were teens. Oh, well, OK, whatever. That's not telling me anything. So let me just break down this story for you, because uh, we're not going to I should have known NBC wasn't going to give us anything. I'm just going to read you what I'm getting from um uh, well, this is technically from CNBC, but here's what it says. Now, listen to this. Let me pull myself up on the screen. There we go. Francis Hogan, he was a former product manager of Facebook civic misinformation team, according to her website, revealed herself as the source behind the trove of leaked documents on her personal website. She shared that during her time at the company, she became increasingly alarmed by the choices the company makes prioritizing their own profits over public safety, putting people's lives at risk. As a last resort, and at great personal risk, Francis 
uh, made the courageous act to blow the whistle on Facebook. This is where CNBC, uh, CBS, even CNN, MSNBC, I don't know if they've talked about it or not, but this is where they get themselves caught in a, a in between a rock and a hard place, right? Because they love whistleblowers for four years. For four years, they drooled all over whistleblowers in the Trump administration. Loved it. Remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Vindman? Alexander Vindman? They loved that guy. Even though he was an obvious political hack, they loved him. Any whistleblower, they love, oh, you wrote a new book? We love you. You're so smart, Mary Trump. You're so smart, Michael Cohen. Bob Woodward, ooh, you're such a good author. They love these people. So what happens when people like this come out and they actually go against the narrative? They go against your defense of social media companies who have decided the outcomes of elections, interfered in elections. By the way, we're no longer worried about that. She previously worked uh, as a product manager at Pinterest, Yelp, and Google, according to her LinkedIn profile. She also lists herself as technical co-founder behind the dating app Hinge, saying she took its precursor, Secret Agent Cupid, to market, whatever all that means. I've seen a bunch of social networks, and it was substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before. Uh, She said... Uh, or Jeff Horowitz, the journal reporter who wrote the series of articles based on the leaked documents, also shared her identity on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. The documents first reported by the journal revealed that Facebook executives had been aware of the negative impacts of its platforms on some young users, among other findings. For example, the journal reported that one internal document found that of teens reporting suicidal thoughts, 6% of Americans' users... American users trace the urge to kill themselves to Instagram. Facebook has since said the journal's reporting cherry-picked data and that even headlines on its own internal uh, presentations ignored potentially positive interpretations of the data, like that many users found positive impacts from engagements with their post. So Facebook is saying, let me see if I can get this straight. Facebook is saying, we know people are killing themselves and committing suicide, but there's a lot of people out there that are getting an ego boost because they got over 100 likes on their post. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, we got some teens killing themselves, but hey, that happens. At least people feel good about themselves. When they're getting likes and heart emojis on their post. That's Facebook's excuse. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Facebook. I don't even care. I, I Again, if Facebook disappears tomorrow, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, Facebook is almost a bit of a burden to me today. I didn't even know it was down. Granted, I was busy. I was actually driving RVs all day today. So uh, I was too afraid to uh, look at Facebook <laughs> while I was driving. I've never driven an RV before today. Um, but nonetheless, it can drop off the face of the earth. It does more damage to this country than, than any of us can even comprehend. Let me move on to this. And I don't normally talk numbers. I don't normally talk money and budgets and everything else, but obviously this is the big topic right now. And that is the $3.5 trillion socialist program propaganda death of this country. I think that's actually what they should name the bill. They should name it the Socialist Propaganda Death to America Bill of 2021, sponsored by Democrats. Um, It has stalled out. As Nancy Pelosi promised over the past couple of days that we were about to get a vote, any minute now, People, even on Friday, people were sitting on edge waiting on Nancy to call the vote. Now, Nancy, first of all, is not going to call the vote if she does not know that she has the votes because she doesn't want to look like a buffoon as if that's something new. Uh, But she planned on doing it Monday, okay, which is today, actually, October 4th, 2021, in case anybody's wondered. Um, She planned on calling the vote today but can't seem to get all the Democrats on board. 
especially in the Senate. Two in particular, Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, Kirsten Cinema. I got to quit calling her. I call all Kirsten's Kristen. And honestly, I don't even feel like changing it. So we'll call her Kristen Cinema. They have stood strong in their beliefs that this will absolutely ruin our country. It's nothing more than selling your children's future, your grandchildren's future. But honestly, it's more than that because your life, the rest of your life is going to be miserable as well because you'd feel the effects of this very, very quickly, especially coming off a pandemic. Can you imagine any other political party coming off a deadly pandemic, an economy-wrecking, ravaging pandemic, and then being like, you know what will fix this? Spending $3.5 trillion on a bunch of our pet projects we've wanted to do for a long time. That's what they're doing. Joe Biden comes out today, and he, in fact, blames Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema for dividing the Democrats, which, hey, they're the only two that are deciding, hey, we we don't actually want to be a part of this. Um, And because of that, it has spurred protest and confrontations against these two senators. There's a video out there of Joe Manchin on his yacht. And by the way, I know we're in the day and age of Trump, a very rich man that was president, very successful man. But it is weird to see a sitting senator chilling on his yacht. Even though, if you go back and look, Joe Manchin, he had a, he founded an energy company and all this kind of stuff. So he made money before he got into politics. Uh, it was just it was weird because there were protesters that got on a kayak and paddled out to his yacht just to just to protest against him and ask him why he won't vote on this three point five trillion dollar bill. Uh, but Christian Cinema got the brunt of this, okay? And I don't know if you've seen this footage, but there were uh, Arizona immigrant youth, as they called them, confronting Christian Cinema inside her classroom where she teaches, and uh, she teaches at Arizona State, and they hammered her not only for the bill, but they went on to follow, not only in the classroom, but they went on to follow her into the bathroom is absolutely stunning. And I'll give you a little idea about how this all works. Kristen Cinema actually kind of explained what the deal in this was. She knew from the get-go. But just, just watch this confrontation and watch how these people stiff-arm, strong-arm politicians to get their way by shaming them in public. Okay, I'll be back. Sit down, we want to talk to you real quick. Can we talk to you real quick? Hi, actually, I am heading out. The, um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we're not that door We need solutions. The Build Back Better plan need has the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected, and just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the Build Back Better Plan right now. My name is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. Did you guys hear that? That was Kristen Cinema flushing the hopes and the dreams of these immigrant youth. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. There it goes. There it goes, right down the pooper. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. And in 2010... And and guess what? Because of that, you've probably lived a lavish lifestyle that's obviously allowed you to go to college and be a privileged little brat. If you went back to your home country where you were born, you wouldn't be able to be this privileged little brat. Imagine somebody... Here's what needs to happen. They need to take these kids... Back to the country they're from. I'm not saying deport them. I'm not saying send them back. I'm saying take them back. Allow them to follow the president of their respective country into a bathroom, harassing them, and just see what happens. My grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because I definitely believe that we need a pathway to citizenship. And this poor, poor girl that's in here trying to poop is like, what is going on out here? 
comes out, sees everybody filming. She's like, great. Great. Now I'm going to be on national news walking out of the bathroom with my head hanging down. My grandfather passed away two It'd be really bad if she had toilet paper stuck to her shoe. Weeks ago, and I was not able to go to Mexico. Look, I don't, this, this is an innocent bystander, and I really shouldn't do this, but can we look at the horror on her face? The, the sheer shock as she has to walk out of this bathroom because... This jabroni is blocking the door. She has no choice but to walk in front of the camera. And I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. Now that one that just walked by, she's very bold. She's like, I see what's going on in here, but guess what? I gotta wash my hands. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. And this is the opportunity to pass it right now, and we need you to we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. Uh, did she, she promised you $3.5 million spending, uh, $3.5 trillion spending bill? Is that what she promised? Something tells me that's not what she promised you. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of human trafficking, and it's because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have in the gay economy. I need you to stand by work. Oh, jeez. Man, come on, man. Let me, let me tell you what's going on here. Let me break this down. Kristen Cinema actually brought this up because she knew from the get-go, and that's why she didn't respond to these people. You know, the, the, if, as you see, this lady right here is trying to paint Kristen Cinema as somebody that supports human trafficking. What happens is you have activist organizations that have their minions, such as these these girls and this guy that walked into the women's bathroom, which from what I understand is illegal in Arizona, as well as filming in the bathroom, uh, and they should be arrested. What these organizations, these activist organizations do is they either hire or already have people on standby to go harass these people that are not pushing and passing the agenda of said activist groups. These are left-wing, wacko socialist activist groups that uh, think they can get their way. And listen, sometimes they can. It wor it's worked before, and that's why they continue to do it. But they go send these, they send these people out to go shame these politicians into voting for what they want them to vote for. And it's not just making the politician feel embarrassed. It's also about having this broadcast on national TV, having this posted all over social media. Now, Kristen Cinema snuffed it out from the start and said, "Hey, I know what this is. These are activist groups. They're trying to embarrass me, and I'm not buying into it. It's not going to work. Y'all can go ahead and hang it up. But that's the way they act. And keep in mind, this is the way the left acts. This is really the fact that this is part of a liberal activist group, likely, uh, really makes it no different than people that aren't part of the activist groups. They all act the same. They're all irrational. They have no decorum, no... No freaking uh, headspace, no, no logical line of thinking to try to do this appropriately in order to get what you want. And then at some point, maybe, maybe it's just the fact that what you want is so illogical that people can't go along with it. Could be that part. Could be. But if you want what you want, whatever the heart desires, whatever your little socialist heart desires, there are ways to express your desire. This is not it. This is not it. Because when you've got Democrats that won't go with the socialist agenda in 2021, this kind of stuff's not going to change their mind. There is something deathly wrong with that bill for those two to not want to vote for it. So that's what you need to be asking yourself. What is in here that's keeping them from voting for it? Instead of going, I'm an immigrant. My parents were the border. 
And Joe Biden, by the way, coming out today and blaming Joe Manchin, Christian Cinema, for the lack of passing this bill. Joe Biden's just going with the flow these days. They're like, Mr. President, do you think uh, do you think the bill's too expensive? Should they lower it to uh, 1.3 trillion? Yeah, yeah, I think they should. What about the uh, 3.5 trillion? I think the 3.5 trillion is a good idea, and uh, it's uh, it's the fault of two people placing the blame squarely on them. Joe Biden's got no idea what's going on. He has no freaking idea. He's just going with the flow. That's why North Korea is currently launching missiles into the air, testing their anti-air defense missiles. You got that right. Announced it just today. Anti-aircraft missiles going off in the air. They are so excited. Didn't you miss this kind of stuff happening? used to happen all the time. And then it stopped for some reason. I don't know. Donald Trump or something. Uh, But they said... They test-fired their newly developed anti-aircraft missile on Thursday. The KCNA quoted Pyongyang's military weapons developer, the the Academy of Defense Science, as saying the test aimed to confirm the, the practicality of operation of the launcher, radar, and comprehensive battle command vehicle, as well as the comprehensive combat performance of the missile. That's a mouthful, but there you go. North Korea back at it again. Donald Trump almost started World War III. So apparently World War III equals no missile testing and uh, not World War III equals um, new new missile technology for North Korea. Got it. Trying to keep up. Trying. To, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. It's kind of like the fact that over the weekend... Actually, just yesterday, here in Talladega, right here in Alabama, not far down the road from us, uh, the chance of what we'll say FJB, they rung out, but you would not know that if you were just kind of halfway watching the race, because the reporter that was interviewing the driver that apparently won on one of the Saturday races Uh, His name was Brandon, and the reporter thought he was saying, or that the crowd was saying, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Now, if you take F. Joe Biden and let's go, Brandon, and put them together, do they sound alike to you guys? Y'all tell me. Here, I'll let you listen to it yourself. Let's go, Brandon, or FJB. If we can get it going. Of course we can't. Okay. So much for that. I thought we, I thought we were going to be able to play it. Let's try this. Because I want you guys to listen to it. I know a lot of you guys have probably heard it if you've been watching the news at all. They've been talking about it all over the place. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, Brandon. Give it to me. It's such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages. And- <laughs> she even stopped and listened to it for a minute just to make sure that's what she was hearing, and they continued on. Mine didn't uh, stay to one, and everything shifted top to bottom so much that it was kind of like, okay, let's just stay patient where we're at and hope for the best, and... We, uh, we saw our moment, and we, we seized it. So, God, I'm just so proud of Brandonville Motorsports. I'm so proud Even of Even this guy is like, oh, my God, I wish they were cheering for me. These people at Talladega don't even know who I am. But, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it, Miss MSNBC reporter or, or uh, NBC reporter. Her name, by the way, uh, Kelly Stavist. Kelly Stavist, I guess I should say. And apparently, I went to check just to see if Miss Stavis has mentioned anything else about it, and she has um, she has said zilch. It, you'd think it would be a good idea for her to just come out and be like, okay, yeah, I misheard it, I get it, you know, because everybody's talking about it. Uh, unfortunately, she has not said a peep. She has not said a peep about it. Now, 
outside of Talladega, which was a very big deal. I was actually down there Friday and uh, I was out there today. You know, the, the the race got rained down Sunday and they redid it today and they called the race and gave gave uh, uh, the 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 winning spot to Bubba Wallace. You remember Bubba Wallace? who uh, not long ago when he was in Talladega said somebody hung a noose in his garage. It turned out to be the pull-down for the garage. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go with that one, but that's who won today. Uh, but outside of that, across the college football world, now I, I don't want to make a habit of this and it to get old and I'm playing you guys all the things, but I, I think it's important to, to realize this is not something that's just isolated to... SEC games or, um, you know, college, even college football. Like, it's happening all over the place. I saw it at a Jets game yesterday. The Jets and the Titans, they're chanting FJB. Watch some of these. Who is this? Um, This is Oklahoma State, I believe. So there's the pokes of Oklahoma State. Oh, here's a home team, Auburn. Joe Biden! Fuck Joe Biden! Fuck Joe Biden! And again, I'm not big on on dropping the F-bomb here on this show, but sometimes you just can't, you just can't help it. North Carolina State. Let's see, who else we got? Oh, here's Kentucky. Kentucky with a big win over Florida on Saturday. Fuck Joe Biden! Fuck Joe Biden! Fuck Joe Biden! You can tell they're organic because they're all at a different pace. Everybody, every, every chant has its own kind of theme. Who do we got here? This looks like, uh, what's this, Texas A&M? Who did Texas A&M play? Mississippi State? Biden. Twelfth man coming in strong right there. How about uh, Penn State? (laughs) I haven't seen this one. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Did y'all see that? For those of you watching the video, look. So apparently at Penn State, they blew up a condom and wrote F. (laughs) They wrote F. Joe Biden on it. I can't, I can't, I can't get it up. Is this Penn State as well? There's so many people doing it, I can't even tell who's who. Uh, this looks to be like uh, South Carolina, maybe. There's South Carolina, and here's a concert. Don't even know who this is, but here's the crowd from uh, this. Musical, uh, <laughs> this is a musical play that uh, was being put on. You see how I say everybody's kind of got their own theme. Everybody's got everybody's got their own rendition of uh, FJB. Nobody likes Joe Biden. All right, this is what uh, this is what I'm trying to say. And Cheeto Dog says it's a movement, not a trend. I agree with that 100% that this is a movement. Uh, Joe Biden has kept one campaign promise, and that is he was going to unite the country. Now, he may not have united the country as a whole. He may not have united the country on ideology. But he seems to have united the country on FJB. Now, think about that. Just, just seriously, think about that for a minute. Think about being Joe Biden. Trump had his haters, as you know. People would protest out in front of the White House. They'd have to clear it out. And, but it was nothing like this. You've got, even when Joe Biden shows up somewhere, there's no rally, there's no people attending rallies. If he comes to survey storm damage, it's lines of people yelling and screaming at him, Trump supporters lining up, showing their disapproval. Like, And by the way, they're not burning down businesses in the process. 
everywhere he goes, he's receiving hate. What does that tell you? Well, you know what it tells you. And I'm not going to say it because I'm trying to put this episode on YouTube tonight. But you know what it is. It's got to do with 81 million votes. It's got to do with going from the most popular presidential candidate in history and within eight or nine months getting down to a 42% approval rating, 38% approval rating with independence, which would be a death sentence for any other politician. But I digress. Let's move on to another fraud, and that is Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's right. Dr. Anthony Fauci, doctor, was on um, CBS's Face the Nation, and he was asked by the host, so we got holidays coming up, Christmas in particular. Uh, Are we getting to a point now that 70-something percent of Americans are vaccinated or whatever the number is? Are we getting to a point that we can, you know, get together for Christmas? Now, by the keep in mind, these people live in a different world than we do. We never stopped getting together. We're not, we're not, we're not looking to Lord Fauci for our holiday plans and preparation. But some people are. Some people have completely bought into the fear mongering and are completely freaked out. So, what did Dr. Fauci say when he was asked? Can we get together for Christmas? Dr. Fauci, take it away. When you have something spread by aerosol, you absolutely want more ventilation, which is the reason why outdoors is always much safer than indoors. And if you are indoors, ventilation is going to be key. And that's the reason why we really should be paying attention to that. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, it's just too soon to tell. We've just... (laughs) Dr. Fauci, you're so silly. Got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Let's focus like a laser on continuing to get those. Forget your Christmas. Focus like a laser (laughs) on the COVID numbers. God almighty. This guy is such an idiot. He's such an idiot. He said, don't worry about it. And then he tries to come out today, like backtracking, like, I never said nobody could get out for Christmas. I'm going to be with my family for Christmas. But we know. We we know because so far, all the doctors that have told us we can't do X, Y, and Z, they turn around and they do the same thing. Remember Deborah Burks, the other doctor uh, on the, the, the COVID team at the White House when Trump was in office? She got caught vacationing with three generations of her family. And then she's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and step down. And it sucks. It really does because I, as well as you guys, I'm sure, you trusted Dr. Fauci and you trusted Deborah Burks in the very early days of COVID. But it didn't take long for us to start realizing that they were, in fact, frauds. At the time, we were just looking for some answers. We wanted to know what in the crap is going on and how do we fix it? But it makes me nauseous to think I even trusted them remotely at one time and this is what they're doing now. It's like they live on another planet. Now, Fauci says it's too soon to get together for Christmas. But then on another show... Uh, CNN's State of the Union, he's speaking with Dana Bash, who is a character herself, and he is asked about what the <laughs> what the driving force behind COVID still being a thing, still spreading, uh, what's the driving force behind that? Because Republicans have had some ideas. They've mentioned some things that they think it might be. Dr. Fauci... What do you think? Thing to get their children vaccinated. Dr. Fauci, a new Kaiser Family Foundation poll asked Americans this week what they thought the major reasons for high coronavirus spread are. And the top reason that Republicans gave in this poll was immigrants and tourists bringing COVID-19 into the U.S. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's Dr. Fauci's face? Are immigrants a major reason why COVID-19 is spreading in the U.S.? 
No, absolutely not, Dan. I mean, if you just look at the data and look at the people who have gotten infected, look at the people who are in the hospital. Absolutely not, Dana. You know immigrants can't get COVID. Just look at the data of the undocumented people that we're not able to get data from. They're not spreading the virus. Absolutely not. See, it's it's one thing that Dr. Fauci has has not mentioned immigrants pouring into this country unchecked, untested, unvaccinated. It's not just he wasn't mentioning it. It's now that he is mentioning it and saying that according to the data, there's no way that immigrants are catching and spreading COVID. And do you know that there's people out here that still believe this guy? And maybe they're not seeing this clip. Because I guarantee you, if Dr. Fauci knew Dana Bash was going to ask that question, he probably wouldn't have gone on that show. Just like, excuse me, just like another one, he was on CNBC, and the anchor, let me find her name, uh, there was an anchor by the name of, where's this lady's name? Doesn't even tell me. Anyway, she has Dr. Fauci on, and she comes off as a little frustrated. And it turns out she is at home doing her show because why? She has COVID. Also, three or four other people in her household got COVID. And guess what? Well, they're vaccinated. <laughs> so she's a little peed off. She's like, hey, I did my duty, and now I've contracted COVID. Not only have I contracted COVID, but I've spread it. So, Dr. Fauci, you got some splaining to do. And check out Dr. Fauci's splaining. Dr. Fauci, you guys have been pushing the vaccine, and and I obviously understand why I'm vaccinated, but I also have COVID, and it's spread through my entire family in the past few weeks. That's why I'm doing the show from home today. And And I just wonder about the public messaging around vaccinations. Three vaccinated people got COVID in my house, two unvaccinated children got it again again watch dr fauci's face look 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 right here y'all watching watch his face as she explains her personal situation that she's dealing with and she is highly confused because that is not the message she's been receiving that's not the message that convinced her to get the covid vaccine are, are you right. too casual about the limitations of the vaccine no. because Look, look at it. No, no, he can't even wait for her to finish. Like he's moving around in his chair. He's so antsy. He's like, "Oh God, somebody's pushing back on me. Oh God, what do I do?" It does feel to me that that these breakthroughs are happening. They're happening regularly, and we haven't really seen the government pay that much attention to them or warn about them too much. The bottom look, line look, is, look, look, look. he's wringing his hands. I need a body language expert to analyze what Dr. Fauci is doing here. Look at him. He's a mess. He's a mess because somebody asked him a legitimate question. This is the reason he won't go on Fox News on any show. The best thing he could do for the American people is actually go on Tucker Carlson's show, but he'll never do it. But he won't go on any show. Why? Because he'll get asked a question like this. And he knows if he goes on these other channels, he won't get asked that question. But this lady, God bless her, she says, you know what? This is affecting me personally. And I need some answers. And what does Fauci do? Wringing them hands. Freaking out. Sweating bullets. He, he's trying to even cut her off and, and keep her from finishing her thought, from finishing, uh, relaying her experience to him. We're still able to get it and transmit it. Thank God right. we're not in the hospital. I get it. I'm, I'm vaccinated. Look at his hands shaking. Look, look. <laughs> I can't deal. But okay. you can get but, it and transmit but, it. And the government but, hasn't but, been warning about that. Oh, I never told anybody that they couldn't catch COVID if they got the vaccine. I never told them they could take their mask off either. Oh, yes, I am. We have. And we've said that. And let me just give you the science. Oh, they have said that. Excuse me. I must have missed that part. And the facts. If you are an unvaccinated person, you have five times the likelihood of getting infected. 11 times the likelihood of being hospitalized. And the reporter was not even being hostile towards him. And he still got so flustered because he's never been challenged. 
And so now he's like, well, I, I, I mean, you can catch it and you can spread it, but just not as much as an unvaccinated person. And 11 times the likelihood of dying compared to someone who's been vaccinated. So the data showing the data, the data, the data, the data told us we were going to have an ice age from climate, global warming, whatever. The data showed us that Florida would have been underwater by now. The data, the data. The benefit of vaccines is incontrovertible. If you look at the people who have died from COVID-19, overwhelmingly. Are not immigrants. Nope, nope, not immigrants at all. 90 plus percent of them are unvaccinated. It's a freaking joke. Protects you against a freaking joke. And I said, oh, God, why don't I do that? I said I wanted to post this video on YouTube. And maybe I'll go ahead and do it. This is going to get me a strike, though. I really don't want to lose my other YouTube channel. All right. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't even care. But there's Fauci. And uh, because of that, a landslide started. And other reporters were like, well, crap, now we got to ask the question now. So Wolf Blitzer on CNN is talking to the uh, CDC director, and she then is forced to admit, what? Then vaccinated people, in fact, can catch and spread the virus. Put them at high risk. I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings. Well, let's try that again. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit fail, uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings. Mm. Wear a mask indoors. Turns out the vaccine wasn't as effective as we thought it was. This is insane. And I'm not, and it's cliche at this point. I don't even need to say it. I'm no longer going to say I'm not anti-vaccine. If you want to think I'm anti-vax, be my guest. I don't even care anymore. But we've been sold a bill of goods on this particular vaccine. We've been lied to about the reward for getting this vaccine. And the data, the data of people with antibodies, people that have naturally contracted and uh, survived the virus, recovered from COVID, are seven times more protected than any of these jabronis that got the vaccine. Not only all jabronis. I know a lot of y'all got it. It's okay. I've had people reach out to me that uh, are currently... Um, looking down the barrel of a of a syringe, if you will, as their place of employment is telling them, hey, you need to get the vaccine or hit the road. They're reaching out to me, and they're like, what do I do? And there's nothing you can do. If you want to keep that job, there's nothing you can do, unfortunately, at this time. We are being failed by our leadership. Today, the COVID mandate went in effect for teachers in New York. And schools and security, police at these schools were instructed at all costs, do not let these unvaccinated teachers in the classroom. They are not allowed to teach anymore. It's sickening, man. It, it is sickening that you have to decide. And you, you wonder why people think that the vaccine is the mark of the beast? Personally, it's not. It really, it's not. Um, if you go look up scripture, it clearly explains it, it. We'll know. We'll know when it's here. But you you do have to wonder why would they not think it's the mark of the beast if you're telling them the only way to survive, the only way to feed your family, to buy groceries, to work, is to take this shot. Otherwise, you can't do anything. You're just left on this earth to perish. I mean, why wouldn't they think it? 
All the while, some of the most important people in uh, in politics right now, some of the most powerful people, are mocking those that are unvaccinated and contracting the virus. Not not just mocking them for being unvaccinated, but mocking them for catching the virus. Even though we know you could still catch it and spread it if you got the vaccination, but that's minor details. Rand Paul, uh, I personally missed this. I think this happened on Friday. They have the um, the HHS secretary in uh, in for hearing. And Rand Paul, who is a doctor, confronts him about him making fun of those who are, in fact, unvaccinated but have recovered from the virus. This is an absolute beatdown from Rand Paul. I want you to check this out. Mr. Becerra, are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally? Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 um, years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. This is possibly the most anti-science administration that we've seen um, ever, ever. And can you imagine? Well, obviously you can't imagine because we're living it. Us going through, allegedly, the deadliest pandemic in history as we top 700,000 alleged deaths from COVID. That the administration that takes power by record numbers of votes is actually anti-science. They are anti-science. They don't believe in antibodies. They don't believe in my body, they, my choice. They believe men can get pregnant and give birth. They believe in 26 genders. There is no science in any of that. None whatsoever. So who is anti-science here? One person and one person only. One administration, should I say. But, speaking of those that run the administration, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they don't have to worry about any of this. They just send their minions to do what they do. They go on vacation every weekend, by the way. The country is in crisis. Joe Biden goes to Delaware. Kamala Harris, she goes to uh, Palm Springs. Actually, in secret. She tried to make sure nobody knew about it. But uh turns out people do pay attention and they do keep up with these people. 
Kamala Harris left Friday evening for a secret trip to Palm Springs, California, as the administration's uh, agenda stalled in Congress. And really, the stalling of the agenda is the least of their concerns, but nonetheless, they don't care to get any of this stuff done, even their own agenda. The Desert Sun reported that Harris arrived in Palm Springs on Friday evening with plans to leave Saturday. Right. Palm Springs Mayor Christy Gilbert, uh, Christy Gilbert Holstage, welcomed Harris to the resort town on social media. Blew that right out of the water. Welcome to Palm Springs, Madam Vice President. Harris left D.C. after a long week of failed negotiations to get the pre- to get the President Joe Biden's twin pieces of legislation passed in Congress. The $5 trillion in proposed spending stalled in Congress due to Democrats infighting. Biden left D.C. on Saturday morning to spend the rest of his weekend at his home in Delaware. It's what he does every weekend. We're in crisis. Inflation's going crazy. Our borders are wide open. COVID's allegedly raging across the country. People are getting fired. Businesses are short-staffed. People are getting fired from their teaching and healthcare jobs. Natural disasters. But Joe Biden's in Delaware. What do you think he's doing from Delaware? Probably walking around in his underwear. Asking Jill to bring him a glass of milk. That's probably what he's doing. Couple more pieces before I get out of here. One... You remember when we had a string of hoax hate crimes during the Trump administration and they would cause a lot of division? I brought up one with Bubba Wallace and the noose hanging in the garage of Talladega turned out to be a pull string for the garage door. Um, Those seem to be ramping back up. Um, And I can't help but think these things are not on accident. It's not just happenstance when these hoax hate crimes happen. There's a purpose. There's a reason for them. There's a desired outcome. And that desired outcome is division. In particular, racial division. When it seems as though people are taking their eye off the important things like the color of each other's skin, society, political groups or even politicians themselves have to make sure you remember we're all very different and we need to hate each other for that very reason. Listen to this news report from CBS 46. A Douglas County woman accused of infecting fear into the hearts of her neighbors is expected to turn herself in this week. Investigators say Teresa Lucas wrote and placed threatening notes into multiple mailboxes The letters claim to be from a white male member of the Ku Klux Klan. Police found evidence that linked Lucas to what was going on, and she's now facing eight months of making terroristic threats, eight counts. So a black woman went around and put notes in her neighbor's mailboxes in Douglasville, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, telling them, hey, I'm a member of the KKK, and you better get out of my neighborhood. What's the purpose of that? You're just bored? No, you got an agenda. Your agenda is to cause racial strife. That's the purpose. And I should have done this before I went to the the, the hate hoax crimes. We'll start doing more pieces on those because they're happening all the time. But can I mention... Let me go back to anti-science one more time. Are you ready for this? Here, I, for those of you watching the video, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to show this, and I'm going to let you react. You ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Headline. Playboy celebrates first ever male cover model, Bretman Rock. A huge deal for the LGBT community. Playboy has decided that they want to put a male on the cover of their publication. 
I mean, first of all, I doubt anybody reads Playboy anymore or watches it or whatever they have these days. But second of all, they could not have made a worse decision. A male on the cover of Playboy is going to go over like a Joe Biden appearance at a college football game. Not very well. Not very well at all. So, whatever, man. Liberals are so weird. They're so weird, man. This is why I can't get behind it. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for watching the recorded version of this episode. If you're listening online, if you are watching on uh, YouTube or Rumble or Twitch or whatever, make sure you say what's up, comment, like, help us get into the algorithm as we continue each and every day to put our time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears into the show and help it grow. It's up to you guys to help us get the word out. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Until next time, see you, cuz.